0: Hello and welcome. Thanks for being here and listening to this episode of the Transit Lounge podcast. If you are a first-time listener, then a super special hello. Thank you for being here and listening. My name is Chandra and I'm your podcast host and I'm excited to be having a chat with you and really looking forward to seeing what ideas this episode sparks for you. Now, today's episode is actually a spin-off from last week's episode. Uh, at the end of that episode, which was called Five Things Working Women Can Learn from Ninja Warrior, I realized that there was a lot more that I could have talked about as takeouts from watching that show. And one of them was about the impact of sideline critics. Now, if you haven't seen or heard about Australian Ninja Warrior, it is a competition where people compete by, I guess, tackling a range of different obstacles across a whole obstacle course. And they are incredible and they really require a huge range of skills, not just physical strength and fitness, but agility and speed and balance and all kinds of things. Anyway, on that show, there are a couple of people that that are hosts or I think they call them sideline reporters. Uh, Rebecca Madden and Ben Fordham are the hosts and then Freddie Flintoff is the sideline reporter. But these guys are the hosts and what I call sideline critics, which, you know, yes, they play an important role in the show from a TV perspective. But basically, as the contestants prepare to start the course and during the time that they're actually on the course and jumping and grabbing and climbing and whatever, during it, then these sideline critics chirp up with their two cents worth of what they think the contestant should do, needs to do, what's looking wobbly or not quite right, didn't get that balance right. And then, of course, when someone falls off and therefore fails at the course, they are the first people to point out what they did wrong. Now, when I watch the show, these are some of the moments when I get really fired up and I'm yelling at the TV, saying things like, oh, shut up, Freddie. What about you have a go next time and see how you like it and see how far you get? And when I'm doing that, Nick just laughs at me. Assuming, though, that you are not planning on entering Ninja Warrior next year, you might be asking yourself, well, why exactly is this relevant to me? Well, it is relevant because we all have sideline critics in our lives and they become especially vocal when you are wanting to do something different from what you've been doing. Now, recently, I've been doing some interviews for the podcast with women who have made significant career change, going from one successful career or path or business into something very different, And I'm recording those as uh, upcoming episodes for the podcast. So stay tuned for those very soon. But anyway, through these interviews, one of the things that seems like it's a bit of a common theme is the impact of the people around these women and what those people say and think about the change that they were wanting to make, both positively and negatively. And so for you when and if you are thinking of making some kind of significant career change, it's totally natural and normal for there to be a level of fear and uncertainty. That just comes with the territory of any kind of change. And if you have someone in your life telling you all the reasons why you shouldn't change or leave your job or try something new, or they're just being opinionated about what you should do, then it's easy to just let that person's voice, their opinion really influence your actions and what you do do and what you don't do. But you don't want to let that happen for a few reasons. Sometimes other people have a bit of invested interest in you staying the same and continuing to do the same thing you've always done because a change you make might impact them somehow. And they might not want that to change no matter how unhappy you are. For example, a partner or a parent who is used to you having a certain role or title or there's someone who feels like that role or job is a safe, reliable job compared to doing something that actually you really love that might not seem as certain or as impressive maybe. For example, I know a really lovely, genuine, beautiful woman who loves 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 animals and has always wanted to work with animals. She was at a point of considering leaving a bit of a more corporate role to be able to go and start to work with animals in some way. So she was, you know, considering things like could she go and get some sort of work an animal shelter or a vet clinic or volunteering at a zoo just to get some experience and when she talked to her partner about it one of the first things that he said was that he wouldn't want to tell his work colleagues that she only had some kind of in his words basic job like that ouch now this is her partner who loves her and from what i know is actually generally a really nice guy. But this is an example of how this can play out. His first thought was not about how unhappy and unfulfilled and soul-destroying she felt her current role was or that there was something else that she was really passionate about and that totally lit her up that could be a great new career direction for her. But he squashed it because of his own ego and concern about what some of his work colleagues would think because, you know, she worked in an animal shelter or whatever. Now, it's totally up to her about how much she lets that influence what she does or she doesn't do, but pretty much straight out of the gate, you can imagine the impact that that comment and that thought had on her level of enthusiasm for taking some even just initial steps towards researching or towards making some sort of change another client I was working with recently said that her accountant when looking over her financials recently which is for a brand new business said something like oh I'll give you about a year of doing this before you just go back to your old job now when she told me that I got really punchy like I was really cranky because way to be supportive Accountant, not. Now that client had had major health issues as a result of the job that she used to do. But yes, it paid her well. So she stayed in it for longer than she probably ideally would have. But in this instance, her accountant was just looking at the dollars and the income in the short term and not the bigger picture of the impact that that job was having on her. Yes, I will be the first to tell you that money and financial sustainability and independence is important, but just because you might not earn as much doing something new, especially not straight away, that's not necessarily a reason not to do it or not to make moves towards it, especially if what you're doing now for work is making you unhappy, it's run its course or it's causing you health issues that may end up doing irreparable harm to you in the longer term. And look, we all have sideline critics. I've had some at various stages in my multiple career changes. For example, someone very close to me, whose opinion I do really value, said to me when I very first went into business for myself a long, long time ago, said something to me like, so, okay, you know, yep, you could explore this, see how it goes. But if you don't earn at least X amount of, I don't know how much she said, 50 grand or something like that in the first year, then that will be a sign for you and you should just go back and get another job. And although he didn't mean it to, that comment and I guess all of the surrounding messages that went with that actually crushed me a bit. Like I really felt... Quite flat after that whereas previously I've been pretty excited about the potential of what I was doing and it introduced a fear of other people's judgment that I let impact me for quite a long time and I really struggled in my first attempt at solopreneuring. I don't know if I've talked too much about that yet in the podcast yet but I'm sure it will come up in the future. I learned a lot through my first outing, I guess, if you like, as an entrepreneur working for myself. But I struggled and I struggled to earn the kind of money that I imagined that I would. And I know that part of it was because of the weight that I put on what he thought and what others thought when they compared it to what I had been doing. So my point is, sideline critics, we all have them. And maybe sometimes they do have a valid perspective in what they're trying to say and maybe they just are delivering it very poorly. That sometimes happens. But what others think, especially people who have never done what it is that you want to do, should not be the people that you surround yourself with or that you prioritise listening to. You want to find your person, your champion or your people your tribe, a group who can guide you and lift you up as you start to explore what could be next for you in a judgment-free way, as well as these people that can support you through the inevitable challenges and growth pains and spurts that you're going to go through and that you'll face along the way. You can decide, are you going to back yourself to fight, to create and design the work and the life that you really want for yourself? Or are you going to let what others may or may not think make you just settle for a second-class version of the life and the work life that you could create for yourself? Now, on this, there's a, a, a quote, story, something that I read by a buddhist monk and i will paraphrase it and it always stayed with me which is if someone calls you a dog don't dwell on it and repeat it to yourself and to others you know for example of saying oh he, he called me a dog that's you know so mean or why would they call me a dog am i really a dog i'm not a dog and he said you know you've just called yourself a dog three more times and instead of doing that if someone calls you a dog look at your behind And if you have a tail, then maybe you could be a dog. But if you don't have a tail, then you're not. So move on. (laughs) Now, what that means is that when others have an opinion, some concerns or advice or whatever, don't just blindly take it on and make it fact. Consider if there's merit in what they have to say. Does what they have to say help you improve? help you prepare or grow in the direction that you want to go? And if so, then great, take the lesson, take that and grow, improve, get moving in the direction with that bit of knowledge. But if it doesn't, if what they're saying actually is just about keeping you safe and small and stuck doing the same old thing, then let it go. It's just their opinion. It's not fact and, in fact, it may not be of any help to you at all. So the takeouts from this episode for you, uh, we all have sideline critics, especially when you start thinking about making a change to the sort of work that you do that's different from what you've been doing, especially if you've been successful in what you've been doing. Secondly, sideline critics, their voice and their opinion is not worth more weight than your own or those who want to champion and support you. So make sure you're giving enough time and listening to your own instinct, your own voice and those that are wanting to champion and support you. Third, yes, consider their opinion, their thought, their advice, their concern. Consider how you could benefit from what they're saying or asking or sharing, providing it doesn't keep you stuck in a situation that you're not happy in because I truly believe that Any advice that keeps you stuck and not moving is not advice worth listening to. We should always be moving. And the saying is something like, you're either green and growing or you're dying. I know it sounds a bit morbid, but that's the reality. And fourth take out is listen to your own voice, your own heart, your own instinct and to others, especially those that have already achieved what it is that you want to create or achieve in your life. People who are going to be more focused on helping you find ways to make it work rather than finding ways to keep you stuck. And then just keep moving in the direction that you want to go. So that's it from this little ranting episode and If you are wanting to create change in your work life, especially to something quite different from what you've been doing, then you might want to download my latest free resource, which is the top 10 in-demand skills for women making a career change. I will put a link in the show notes for you so that you can have a look, download that guide and see which of the 10 skills you already have and which are the ones to focus on as you start planning your next move. Well, I hope you have a really great week this week and the challenge is for you to have a great week ignoring the sideline critics. See you next week. Thanks for listening to The Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favour and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEOU in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there and until then, do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.